Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's that time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Welcome to the fifth and last Origin preview episode. Uh, as we were last time, we'll be joined by the Wild Panther, Mark Guy to go through the origin coming up this week in Suncorp Stadium, Game 2. Very hopeful that New South Wales will be getting a win. Uh, then we'll be doing our Fast Five, reviews of Round 15, Centibet odds for the game, and Mr. Gossip. And then obviously we're going to be doing the same thing we did last time, having another podcast come out on Thursday to review the origin game. Uh, on that one, we'll obviously be joined by Mr. Gossip again to catch up on anything that's happened over the next few days, and we'll be going through the Centibet odds for the weekend, round 16, doing our tips and wrapping up any news that has happened over the week. But for now, let's jump straight in it with the big man, Mark Goyer. Time for 10 in the bin with the Wild Panther, Mark Goyer. Origin 2 is here, we can taste it, it's time to kick things off, MG, are you excited? Yes mate, I am, g'day Willis, g'day Willis, I'm going to call you Willis. Well, yeah, you can call me Willis. <laughs> talk about Willis. You can call me whatever you want. Hey Arnold, hey Willis. Willis. Hey mate, Willis, hey Brock, mate, look, it's, uh, I suppose the last time we spoke uh, before Origin 1, we all kind of were hoping and, and praying and probably wishing and crossing our fingers that New South Wales would get the job done, but I don't think we any of us could have envisaged uh, exactly how thoroughly they got the job done. Yeah, they probably took the foot off the pedal the last 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes when Queensland got a bit of an ascendancy, but the game was won fully won by then. And, um, look, it really gives me good hope going into Suncorp Stadium tonight, you know, that this is a massive game. Um, I just sense a, I sense a bit of resolve now that, that wasn't there before from the players. Usually in, in the last four or five years when Ricky Stewart's been coach, all the aggro and all the intent seemed to come from the coach, um, not the players. Where Lodo is so, so different, um, he just takes a back seat, he's Mr. Casual. It's kind of made the players take on the Ricky Stewart role without them even knowing it. And, and I, I sense a, a real resolve from most of the blokes who have been there and, and got their ass kicked for the last five years. And um, basically, I think to a man, they're saying that's enough's enough. And that's what you'd be bloody hoping for after the seven series for Cross. Like it's been an absolute shambles. But uh, I want to give a massive rap to Laurie Daly. I think he's handled the whole situation brilliantly in his time as being the New South Wales 
coach of the team. Well, even today, mate, they came out. Um, it's it's been leaked from the Queensland camp. They're calling us cheats. Uh, they think that it, we've we've employed tactics that um, you know have given us an advantage around the marker area and things like that. You rarely ever hear that from a uh, from a Queensland camp um, heading into a game. So I think the pressure's on. Oh, big time! Yeah, they know it. They weren't ready for the onslaught in game one. They weren't ready for the the total blitz that we put on them in that. Well, really, the first sixty minutes of the game was was basically was run and done. You know, once we got the fourteen nil, you know, good night, Irene. But um, this uh, this Queensland team uh, are getting older, obviously, um, and it was you know they needed fresh blood. They, they brought in. Cherry than Bapali, but I still I still think they're a front row short. Even though Bapali is probably a, a carbon copy of a Watt now or, or someone who can who can step up at the front row at, at a pinch. Yeah. Um, they still have one man. I think one big bopper short. We replaced Tamiya with a, a big bopper in Woods, and I think that was where we really got them in the first game. That we we seemed to poke our head through the line a lot more often than they did. They were getting put on their back with their head facing their own goal line a lot. You know. The technical side of it for those listening to this, that's the perfect tackle. Um, you know, and they they did that a lot. Um, Queensland were facing their own trial on a lot with their in, in defence in attack. So, Greg Bird, um, Miles, uh, sorry, Greg Bird, Lewis, they were outstanding, and they they probably have been our, our our form forwards for the last three or four years. You know, they've always done the right thing. It's been the ensemble that's let them down, and. You sense me out with Maloney in the team. Uh, look, Ferguson's a big loss. He's he's got that X factor, and we spoke about him as well. How he can be, I mean, uh, he can be New South Wales version of Greg Inglis. He's, he's tall, he's strong, he's fast. He can jump high, but if he just handle his piss, he could be a legend, you know. Um, and that, that's that's a bit of a loss for us because replacing him with merit, the two very contrasting players. Mm. One, one gives you pizzazz, one gives you security. Um, you know, I'm. Look, I think most most of rugby league fans are, are glad that good guys do come first. Sometimes, you know, it was the same when it has a Mel Mazzari eventually got picked for Origin, even though a lot of people thought he shouldn't have. Mm. I think the same with Merritt. You know, a lot of people think, well, why would you pick? He's just a token because everyone wants him there. But I think he'll get the job done, like Hasn did when he played. We we underestimate these blokes and what the blue jersey can do for him. And um, you know, it's time we get behind blokes like Nathan Merritt. Um, but you know, I, I really think. You know, Woods is going to have faced a baptism of fire, but we mentioned Fafita uh, last time before Origin 1, and hopefully you can, you can have a game similar to that. Well, I think now, uh, losing Tarmel, you probably find Fafita will get more minutes, which I, I think, I thought Tarmel was probably our worst forward in Game yeah, 1, so I don't think it's really a bad thing. Yeah. The only question mark for me is obviously, as you've said, just Nathan Merritt. That, that's really the only question mark, I think. Josh Dugan, whether you agree or not with him being selected, I probably don't, um, yeah, I, but I think he's probably... Right place, right time. I mean, there's no one else really fit that's putting their hand up. Um, but apart from that, I think we've improved our side. I, I think Woods um, is in better form than what Tarmow is. Um, and for Queensland, I think I, I tend to agree with you, mate. I, I think they probably are a front row short, but I, I do think their side looks a little bit better than they did game one. I mean, Dave Shillington had a shocker on Saturday night. Um, and as a Titans fan, I watch Harrison every week and as much as I love him, he is slowing down a lot, and, and his lack of foot speed really hurt Queensland. Um, and he was one of the one of the main culprits for, as you said, being tackled and having his head facing up the other end. So uh, I, I think, to a degree, um, they've improved, but, but I think we have as well. 
play as, as well as we allow them to play. And I, I yeah, think we, we right. control that. Right. Saying that, mate, they'll probably come out and make, you know, be exactly what we all think, play to get yeah. in that trials. But... we just got to meet them. Yeah, yeah. Meet I, I think so, mate. I think it's... The, the illusion's gone now. You know, that's... That... that um, you know... The aura. The, the yeah. presence they've got has kind of been diminished to me because we, we've been guilty of the last couple of years of standing back and saying, wow, look at English guy. Oh, look at... Look at what Gronk's doing with the kick and look at too much respect for him. Yeah. And we, we, we must have up in the game one and, and ex- that's exactly what they're going to do in game two. Yeah, well, for me, I'm, I'm going back to the Dugan thing with you. I, I think it's probably the best decision we've made. He's made for the big games. He's got man of the match in the All-Stars. He's got man of the match in the city countries. Uh, he was good before he got injured last time. Woods I'm more than happy with and I, I think exactly what you just said is the main thing. We're, we're in a situation form-wise, where we can pick players, and I think we're all over that aura. We've got it over them. They're getting older. They've slowed down. Uh, I do think they've improved as well, but at the same time, I still think all around we've got a better side. But uh, the only thing that kind of worries me is going up to Queensland, we haven't won a live rubber since 2000. We're one from nine. Uh, the last two times we've gone there leading a series 1-0, we've been beaten 30-6 to and 30-10. to So you obviously know what we're going to be walking into. But for me, I'll tell you what I'm most looking forward to, seeing if Paul Gallen gets a punch. What, what's going to happen there? You, I know the, the band's in, but what, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I, I, think, I don't think he'll get a punch. I think... Uh, I'll, 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 but so then, then it goes underground again. Then it was, you know, if you see a punch, well, you, you say, OK, well, it's one-on-one, we'll go back to that old argument. But if, now we're going to see a lot more crap in the game as far as wrestling and pressure mm. points and pinching, and that's not what rugby league's about. No. 
Yeah, rub the legs about putting your shoulder on another bloke's body and saying, "We'll get that in there." And if you don't like it, well, come, you come do it to me. It's you know we've really started to eliminate some some key aspects of what rub the legs about, especially in Origin. And, well, bring the know, shoulder charge back, I say. Pardon? Bring the shoulder charge back, I say. Well, it may, you know, I, I don't think. Look, I don't, everyone says we don't miss it, and I'm probably agree, but. Yeah, add something to a game. Add mm-hmm. something to a game when you know you've got a bloke in a team that can really perfect a, a shoulder charge, um, which is not real easy to do. Uh, when you know he's in your, you're going to watch him on TV. It makes you want to watch longer and, and, and you know more often. Because yeah. we love it. We're, we're, we're all boys. We love seeing things that we probably can't do ourselves anymore. So, um, Lane Park, I, look, or the now Suncorp, I don't think we want a penalty count in the last eight times we've been up there. So that's something we have to really address. Know that the referees are going to be on our case for the first 10 minutes. They're going to be watching for little things. And before you know it, Queensland are 10-0 up because of field position. Um, you can't get away stupid penalties. You've got to reinforce that. Yeah. Aaron Woods in particular and Fafida. Um, and, you know, what now when he comes on as well? We've just got to say, boys, we've, the more ball we hold, obviously it's an old <laughs> age, but the more ball we've got, the easier it is to win. So... Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a thing. I remember my first game in '89 up there, and um, it was a dead rubber. And I was rooming with uh, I think Ian Roberts at the time in, in, in Brisbane, and mm. we both were making out of booze, I think. Or Robbo had played in Sydney, but hadn't played at Lang Park yet. And uh, we're sitting next to each other on the bus, watching uh, a game from you know a couple of years before, maybe '85 series when New South Wales won, and. We started hearing this buzz over the sound of the the movie on the bus. It was just like a hum, and then the hum got louder, and it was like, like a you know a, a, a bullfight. It was just like noise from anywhere. And then all of a sudden, we come around this corner. There's a massive roar that you know there's about ten thousand Queenslanders all lining up this Caxton Caxton Avenue Caxton Street where the pub is um, on both sides of the. The, the road with beers and they were shaking the bus and oh, it was the most amazing and, and terrifying uh, situation I've ever been put in. But geez, I'll tell you what, you know you're in origin when you get, you're playing Queensland because their fans are so parochial. You know, we could learn a bit from them um, and with, you know, what's slowly but surely we are. Um, but I think up there they, they just seem to intimidate the other team a lot more um, before a game. And maybe, maybe now Laurie's Laurie Bailey, I think, had a series win up there, so maybe he knows a lot more on, of how to combat that. But, yeah, uh, it's probably worth eight, eight to ten points to that crowd. Yeah, well, was it like Lord of the Rings, was it? You come over the hill, and they've got that coming. Start lobbing, <laughs> like, four X cans at you, bro. They're all nuts. Mate, for me, Daily Cherry Evans, he's an interesting selection. Um, and the other one on the New South Wales bench... Josh Reynolds. I said before game one he wouldn't get wouldn't get a start, and he turns out he didn't. Um, how do you see the plan changing for the use of Josh Reynolds? Like, do you think that they're going to put him on at nine, or do you think they're going to put him on at thirteen? Or because um, I mean, Laurie said straight after game two, and I probably didn't agree with it, um, that he's just going to pick exactly the same side. Uh, I don't think we can go to Suncorp and beat Queensland with 16 players, especially if he's not going to use Reynolds. So well, I, I think this time you'll find he's a lot more useful, seeing as though Farrah's only just back from that cheekbone. And I know that Matt Gillette was on the media yesterday saying that Nate Miles isn't going to stop leading with his head for the sake of somebody like Robbie Farrell. So, oh, mate, no, no doubt. And uh, look, I, I think he's more of, instead of being a, res- a reserve player, he's more of an emergency player, Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Um, he'll only be put into the, ca- into the game on where other 
we've suffered an injury or uh, we're getting behind the eight ball and Laurie Daly needs a bit of a, a positive reassurance lift from someone from his bench and he's him being the jack and the rabbit he is, he would certainly provide that. Um, I also think he, he's look. He's, he's, there's no there's no way in the world he'd let anyone down if he went on. In fact, he could create something that could win a game for us. Um, well, I totally understand if we're up like we were in game one. Um, and I've always I've never been a fan of having four on the bench and not using the four. I think that it's you just asking for trouble. Um, Ricky Stewart found out a couple of times in grand finals in the, in the early 2000s with the Roosters when. Some blokes, you know, got maybe two or three minutes and didn't use his bench properly back then. Mm. Uh, ever since that, I thought, you know, if you've got four blokes on the bench, surely it's got to be beneficial to use them all because yeah. they all offer different things and can do different things. So, um, yeah, I'd be surprised if Adam Reynolds doesn't get at least 15, 20 minutes in this game. Um, but also, I won't be surprised if he doesn't get anything at all with the way that things are shaping up. Yeah. Last time we were at the game, I thought physically physically Queensland looked buggered after 25 minutes. I thought it would have been the perfect time to, you know, yank either, you know, one of your front rowers. You could put him in and play him tight. The only question mark on him is going to be his defence in the middle of the field. And I think he's probably one of the better players in the NRL or one of your better pivots or, or nines that, in terms of his defence. He's very aggressive. I don't think he'd, he'd hold back. I'd be giving him 10 or 15 minutes just before half-time and just allowing him to, to scheme around and see, see if he can't um, create some little chances for us up the middle of the ruck. And I think the Suncorp surface is going to suit him more than it, it would at ANZ because it's slippery at ANZ. I, I think Laurie's just got to back, his, back the fact that he's picked him and use him. I, I, just, I don't think he's the wrong player to be there, Josh Reynolds. I, I just hate the fact that you know he might not get on the field. Back the kid, put him on and use him. You know, I... He's broken. I can't agree anymore. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you say. Yeah, and I mean, that, I think Cherry Evans, um, and, you know, if you look from 1 to 13 at Queensland, you, you sort of go, well, where's he going to fit? But Mal will make room for him for the same reason. You just put him on yeah. the field. He's got that little bit of, um, you know, he's got the foot speed. He's got a little uh, a little pass in him, and he can beat defenders one-on-one. He's going to wreak some havoc around the middle of the field for the New South Wales forwards, I think. But, oh. Mate, no doubt, yeah. no doubt in the world. Like in that, I mean, when he first started in Origin yeah. back in the day, he'd come on the, he'd come on, the, he'd, he'd be the reserve of the bench. He'd come on and sometimes play second row. Mm, just like, it's, it's just that's just now how now uses his bench. He's got the four players there. He, he uses them, and sometimes they, especially if you've got a player with the caliber of either Reynolds or Cherry Evans come on your team, and you're a, you're a tired forward. You look at them and go, oh, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Thank God you're on because yeah. you know do something for us, boys. You got five minutes to make take some pressure off before we get our breath back. Yeah. It's not just it's not just for that reason, you know. That, that's and that's exactly how Queensland use their utility. Yeah, he goes on. He goes on to give a front row a lift and and a rest, and then someone else pushes up. So that's one thing we've got to take heed of. And I think we've got to use Josh Reynolds, even though even if we're hard front, just to you know put the put the foot to the throat. Yeah, I wouldn't even be looking at the scoreboard. I'd just have a plan. You have a plan before you uh, start the game, and you got to stick to it. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job in game one, Laurie Daly, and. But I just thought at the back end of the game, we looked fatigued and we could have used um, Reynolds, I think, in the middle part of the game to help us out a little bit. So I'm, no, I, think not, I, thought, I think not doing it has given Queensland a little bit of a ray of hope that we could have avoided in game one in the mm. last 10 or 15 minutes when we, you know, you could have put someone fresh on like Reynolds to, to cement your position and, and hold, hold firm. Uh, they got a bit of an ascendancy towards that end and that's something... That's something I'll be really concentrating on in camp. I'll be looking at the video saying, boys, look at this last 15 minutes, exactly where we'll make an inroads, exactly what players we put on. Um, let's do that for the first 
15, instead of the last 15, we were in the game. Yeah. And, but I dare say if Reynolds was on the, on the field, he would have gave them a little bit of invigoration to, you know, to push him and, and probably not even uh, uh, Queensland score. Yeah, well, I'm with you on that, that's for sure. And I've said it to Brock the other week. I look at a team like Canberra, and uh, I look at what Queensland have been doing with Cronk and Cherry Evans. I think it works perfectly when they bring on somebody like Milford and yeah. run run with almost three halves. They get more out of McCrone, Campisi, and the young bloke scheming around the field. So New South Wales may not use Reynolds, but much like you've said, I don't really see us losing anything if he goes on, if he's playing out of nine or just scheming at 13 and no different to Cherry Evans. He'll unleash him at some point and they'll be even more deadly. They'll have plenty yeah, of... He's, he's an eagle player, Milford. Wow. He's, yeah, he, he's, he's a weapon. special. Great nickname as well. But uh, I think you need Queensland, you need Greg Inglis to get more ball. I know they've been saying that's the game plan, but, you know, I, even if he's at centre, I'd be probing him and Slater in around the ruck all set. Oh, I mean, Billy Slater can... Well, Billy Slater can give a... Um, you know, a back roller rest and go to, he'd go to hooker, put Cameron Smith back to lock. There's no way in the world Billy Slater couldn't play dummy half and just get the ball out of the day, have a scoot pass, have a scoot pass, then give Cameron Smith a little break. Well, there's, there's, you know, we're not giving them ideas. They've got, they've got artillery all across the field. Mm. Um, you know, they've, they've got a potent back line, potent forwards, but they did miss, they, they did miss out the English touch. And if he was a fullback, I, I know for one, um, as a New South Welshman, I'd, I'd be a lot more nervous if Inglis was playing fullback because he's such a predator back there. He just he just hovers around the back of the, back of the line like a you know, caged animal, waiting to get out and get his meat. And once he gets that ball, it just seems to be you know he, he clicks the heels and away he goes. And there's no, there's no better side in the game. And for him to only have probably played ten minutes of game one um, yeah. with all these contributions, that's a little bit scary for us for game two. Well, I don't know why Mal probably wasn't a little more direct in putting the both of them back there. I couldn't think of anything more scary being a forward or in a back line and watching Billy Slater and Greg Inglis constantly swooping around the ruck, or if not joining in on that back line movement instead of, you yeah. know, just sitting yeah, out on your edge yeah. waiting for the ball. Yeah, so I think Inglis has gone from the stage where he's centre. You know, maybe back in the day when centres were playing both sides of the fields, but now you've got that little corridor to concentrate on if you're a back row or or a centre, you've got a 10 or 15 metre corridor on one side, and you can't, you can't leave it. It's, you know, hence why Inglis doesn't get the ball. The fullback, he can basically dominate and pick where he wants the ball. And, mm. But, geez, if, if Mal can't see that's more dangerous than Slater at the moment, in the way they're playing, well, you know, that's, that's, that's good for us. Yeah. I said to Lewis, when we were watching game one, you know, we were watching it live, and, and Inglis isn't the type of player that then goes looking for the no. ball if he's put on an edge. So I would have... I would have brought Harrison off. I would have moved Gillette out to um, to left centre, and I would have put Inglis in the middle, not not to play a forward role, but just get him sniffing around the yeah. middle of the field. Well, he needs, as far as I'm concerned, to take more responsibility. I ain't defending him like anyone else did. He needs to look at someone like Justin Hodges when he's playing in the centres yeah. and realise that if you're not going to get the ball, Justin Hodges took the game by the scruff of the neck and almost single-handedly won it for him. He made yeah. like 200 yeah. metres out of dummy half across, so, because he just wants yeah. to be involved. <laughs> You know, he, uh, he gave a damn. He, he, he basically thought, well, hmm. I think the others put the white flag up too early um, when, you know, you, that's unlike Queensland. No, they are a yeah. team that, you know, surely, even after a, a little bit of adversity from game one, they're, they're going to come back bigger and better. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be so intriguing to see exactly what the figures are after tonight's game as far as uh, TV viewers go. Because um, I want to see if taking... The, the bit out of it altogether, and, and people knowing about that affects their ratings. Mm. 
because I know for one that you know a lot of people watch this Origin contest. Maybe you know, like, like we watch the Melbourne Cup or we watch Wimbledon maybe once a year, um, and that's their Origin. They watch Origin for one reason. I think a lot of them people after finding out that the game has been sanitised, you know, especially Origin so much, it might have uh, burst the bubble a bit. Yeah, well, I think I'm with you there. I think it needs to be more of a a no-holds-bar, I'm not saying turn it into jail, but things like the shoulder charge and the, the, the little extras that we're starting to take out, I think International Arena and the Origin Arena, they should be open for, because if you want to push your product into someone's face, that's uh, a lot better way to do it than jiu-jitsu and chicken wings and rolling pins and ear twists, that's for sure. Yeah, agreed, mate. If, you know, I, I love my MMA, but also oh, love my with you. And I don't like seeing them both combined. Yeah, well, looking at both sides of it, I think for Queensland, we've summed that up already. You need Greg Inglis to get more involved. And I think a bloke that we've all forgotten about, uh, Jonathan Thurston, he looked very healthy the other week, and I think he is their real key to winning the game. Yeah, he had a lot on his plate, game one, uh, the, the impending birth of his, of his daughter. Um, I think he was carrying a bit of a, a groin or shoulder injury, which, which you know played on his mind as well, I think. But he was nowhere near his best, and... Um, on the storm, uh, uh, the game he played straight after it and dominated. So, looking, he's a top player. Um, excuse me, there's no, there's no denying that. But again, we just we're in his face. You know, Greg Bird, Luke Lewis, all day. Mm. Ryan Hoffman, one of the underrated heroes from game one. Um, his defensive efforts were just superb. And you know, it's, it, as Brock just said a minute ago, you play as good as what's in front of you. And if, if that line in front of you is impenetrable for 80 minutes. Doesn't matter whether you're Greg Inglis or Billy Slater or Cameron Smith, you're not getting through it. Mm. Um, so that's you know I think they will go to the air a lot. I think you know we've got to we've got to give merit. Merit's probably a very underrated uh, high high ball taker. I've seen him take a few this year that I thought, wow, well, you know there you go, there, there this spells the myth of him not being able to jump. Um, and I've seen well, I've seen most wingers this year miss one on one tackles that led the try. So he's not perfect in that uh, area either, but. I think what he'll do is he'll be similar to, uh, you know, Reese Robinson from uh, Canberra who gets out and, and breaks a couple of tackles and gets to his knees and gets to his elbows and gets a quick play the ball away. Then his job's done. You know, mm. then just finish off the back line movement and dive in the corner for a try. So, I've got to be, uh, I've got to be honest with you. I think if he plays on, I want to um, if he plays on Josh Morris's edge. Um, which I think he will. I, I think you'll find that Josh Morris will move out to the wing on last tackle, and he'll do the jumping. That's that should just be made because yeah, 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 he's he's played on the wing. Um, he's obviously a lot taller. He, he can jump quite well, Josh Morris. So I think if if I was coaching, I'd flip them um, on kick return, let Josh Morris play that role, and that'll sort of take away from um, the fact that Merritt's uh, not as big. Because if I'm Queensland, I'm going to put an Inglis out there on Merritt, and I'm going to kick to him all day. Oh yeah. So with Josh Morris, um, you know, where Inglis goes in, in that, you know, 15, 20 metre kick from out our quarter line, you've got to follow him. Yeah. If it yeah. means you come in and throw in, come in. If it means you go on the wing, we'll go out there. Mm. We'll go to both our Morris boys, as, you know, as our, basically our readers of kicks. And they, they go where they want to go. They, they go, they should be able to go where the kick's going to be because... They're our best jumpers. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Well, for us, I think that's the main thing right there. If we can tie something up and Merritt does his job, I think we'll be pretty safe. We haven't lost much in the front row. Uh, Harves was solid last game. If they control things and the bench does the job, I don't see any reason why they can't go up there. I think it's just mainly the fact it's in Queensland. Well, everyone's been talking, and, and a lot of the talk's been, oh, you know, it's, it's up at Suncorp, it's on a dry track. That's going to suit Queensland. 
I reckon that's rubbish. Suit us. I think it's going to suit us. Like the game's going to be played in the forwards. Well, we were shifting the ball last game like, in the wet for Christ's sake. So. Um, I just think our forwards, our leg speed, um, it, it's going to be, give us a, a better surface to move laterally. Um, we we hammered them laterally uh, in through the middle at A and Z on a slippery deck. Put them on a dry deck at Suncorp. Uh, I think yeah, well, they're really going to struggle to contain good, us. Good luck with Fafita, Wat Mao, Merrin, these kind of blokes probing around. Luke Lewis goes nuts when he puts a blue jersey on. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, think, I think the dry paddock favours both teams uh, immensely. They both, they both wake up you know, this morning, and, and if the weather continues in, in the way it has been in Queensland, and it's a beautiful paddock, every, both teammates, both, both 17 will go slow, thank God, because even that little bit of laying on the paddock uh, in, in this type of footy which goes so quick and which is so draining on the body um, it's like you're playing two games back to back, to back when you play with a little bit of mud so yeah. I'm playing for a dry paddock and well, I think it's going to be pretty high scoring I think well, I think we've got to get 24 points to beat them um, but I think it'll be uh, you know something like 24-22 or something I think Queensland are going to be right in the game and maybe we could do a Queensland on Queensland and score right in the middle of the win Alrighty, well, we've got it here just to wrap things up. Your prediction for the game, your first try scorer, and your man of the match. Um, first try scorer, I think, will be one of the Morris brothers, if not uh, Morris brothers. Um, I think someone like Jonathan Thurston might get across for it with a determined run from, you know, uh, first receiver with a bit of a dummy uh, and straight up the post or something. But, yeah, they're probably the favourites. Uh, man of the match uh, in the New South Wales victory. Uh, if New South Wales win, I think Dugan will be man of the match. I mm. think he'll have to uh, play almost a, a, a lone Herculean effort to, to, to get us out of the line. He's got a big shoes to fill. Hayne was so, so dangerous in game one. Um, but uh, Dugan has every every right to be where he is, and he has every right to be a favourite for man of the match as well. No doubt. Brock, your thoughts? All right, I'm going to go. I think it's going to be a draw. I'm going to predict Golden Point. Um, get them splitters off your ass. 22. I think we're winning Golden Point. Um or, you know, it, it'll just come down. It'll be that type of game. I think Queensland will start off um, a lot better. High scoring or low scoring? I think it'll be maybe 18 all, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think there'll be probably there'll be more points, obviously, scored up there than what there will be, yeah. was down here, um, and will be in game three. Uh, first try scorer. I like um, Billy Slater, first try scorer. Um, yeah. And then for men in the match, it's, it's a tough one. I think it's going to be... James Maloney, I think he had an awesome game, game one. I think the dry deck's going to suit him. Uh, I think he'll warm to the task. He, he seems like one of the blokes that it's, he's not going to be phased going up to Queensland. If, well, you know if, how relaxed this kid is. Yesterday we spoke to him on Triple M, yeah. or on, on Sunday, sorry. And he actually, mid-interview, mid yawned. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a very calm bloke then. That's, um, that, that comes so from barbecue. Yeah, you've got to check his pulse. Yeah, he's, he's some player, isn't he? Yeah, well, um, and I think if Queensland win, it'll be Cronk. I think he uh, he tried really hard game one. He didn't get much support from Thurston, obviously, carrying that injury. So uh, I expect him to step up and have a really big game. Yeah. Well, on my side of things, uh, my head tells me that Queensland had to win by 10, and I don't really want to say that, but my heart says if New South Wales win, it'll be by two. Uh, first try score, I think it'll be for us, either a back rower again, either a Lewis or a Hoffman. For them, I could see it being probably Thurston. And uh, in man of the match stakes for us, I'm with you. I think if someone's going to do the job, it'll be Dugan stepping up that big arena. But if it's a Queenslander, I'm going to go Jonathan Thurston. He looks healthy and he's got a point mm-hmm. to prove this second game, that's for sure. The years I thought of some of the most of it, I'm here to tell you this. No monster, it's not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> he's lost the plot.
Laurie thinks that if Jonathan Thurston can be isolated again from this game, that New South Wales will get a 1-12 victory and drink many, many VBs after their game and well, hurl you them. You've got to stop your mate, Trent Barrett, from you know, putting the teeth around the oh. house. That's the kids, mate. How about it, Buzzer, mate? you got a perfect set of pearly whites, and it's a twist-top champion. He's digging him with his teeth. Just going, oh, mate, yeah, that's one way to get rid of the Tiano keys. Oh, mate, and one way to bust them up. Well, I'll see you boys, see you boys tonight for the big game. My joint, bring your... Uh... Bring your lungs for a, a loud yell and bring some alcohol to you to units. <laughs> oh, Sounds good. Don't worry about the booze part of things. That'll be uh, well sorted. Beautiful. Bring some. MJ. Thanks a lot, mate. See you, bud. A very big thanks, as always, goes to MG. You can catch him six to nine weekdays on one hundred four point nine Triple M, the Grill Team. And uh, he's on Twitter, at MarkMJGuyer. So now we'll move on to Mr. Gossip. Now it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. He's back. He's a deviant. He'll look through your window. He'll go through your trash. He knows everything about you. It's Mr. Gossip. Certainly is. How are we, gentlemen? Good, buddy. What's going on? Origin week, mate. Very pumped. Yeah. Uh, I think we can do it. I think we can too. We'll um we'll go through go through your uh, news as usual, and then we'll we'll have a chat about Origin. But yeah, it's certainly the hot topic on everyone's lips. For sure. All right, then, boys. I'll kick tonight off with the Bulldog stand in six stand in nine stand in whatever you want to call him, Joe Romolo. Now, he's wanted desperately by the Cowboys and preferably sooner rather than later. They're trying to get him up to Townsville by the June 30 deadline. Um, look, probably a good buy for the Cowboys. They're really lacking at a number nine. Uh, Joel's not a bad player, probably a little bit inconsistent, but probably will, will fill a good gap there at the Cowboys. Mm, I've got to give my compadre next to me a rap for this one. He actually suggested this about a month ago. Um, in passing yeah, conversation, yeah. Mm. So there you go. Not just a pretty face. That's right. And even even I said about Parramatta, if they're going to be offloading their both their hookers, I said they're unwanted. I know mm. Pritchard's there, but he's fairly young behind the ears. Joel Romolo is a bloke who you know he's working off the sniff of Noli Rag. You give him a two year deal with this increased cap for you know a side like Parramatta or the Cowboys. Yeah, you got great utility value or a nine, so not bad at all. Yeah, that'd be it'd be a good pick up for him. Uh, also, two boys, the Raiders, they've picked up the, four, the former Titan, Jordan Rapana. Now, Jordan's been playing rugby union. He's been playing for Jesus for two years. He's been everywhere. Um, what are your thoughts on him being a Titan fan? Uh, look, I, when he left, I was pretty disappointed. But um, for now, look, I, to be honest, I probably haven't seen him play since he, he left the Titans. Uh, we, we only had this conversation tonight before the, the Monday night footy game that um, you know, I don't know whether he's going to return to the form um, that he showed early in his career. It's tough to have two years off um, and then playing rugby union. That's like playing reserve grade anyway. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, <laughs> it'll bolster uh, Canberra's depth, that's for sure. And, I mean, if he can spark up and, and find some of that form, he'll definitely be a good buy for them. Yeah, well, you think 12 weeks out for Edric Lee, Black Ferguson pretty much stood down for the time being. I, I don't think it's a bad move. Shandell's on his way. 
to second division rugby. So if he plays a bit of New South Wales Cup and he's consistent, I'd pretty pretty much be looking to give uh, Shandor the flick. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And still on the Raiders, boys, uh, Travis Robinson, the father of Reese Robinson. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the old, Twin father. Yeah, the, the old man. Look, he's, he's headed off to Canberra. I'm hearing it's already a done deal. He could be there next week. Uh, they're just waiting on the NRL to confirm the trade. Yeah, well, second-tier salary cap. Uh, at the same time, as much as I think a lot of Panthers people might be disappointed, you got plenty of people there. James Roberts, if you're not watching the 20s either, young Zelezniak, he's only 17, he's already making 200-plus a game. Got Dave Simmons uh, there too. Yeah, Dave Simmons too. Two-year deal, what an outstanding player Dave Simmons is. Super, superstar of the game. Or, origin <laughs> disappointment. Origin <laughs> disappointment. If he was a Queenslander, he would have got picked for origin. As yeah, of course say. he would. <laughs> Uh, yeah, talking about, um, you know, yeah, Reese is there, Travis, they were both from there. Uh, he was playing when I was there for 20s uh, park football for the Queen Bean Roos that year. I think he was trying to get picked up. It didn't uh, eventuate, but not surprised to see him hooking up with his bro down there. Well, I've heard that it was more um, that Travis wanted to go uh, rather than Penrith wanting to let him go. So um, I guess if he if he wants to go, you, you can't really stand in his way because he's obviously not going to play his best football if he if he's uh, not happy uh, in the Penrith area. So good luck to him. I think he's been playing some good footy for the Panthers. Yeah, like you said, the Panthers, they have an abundance of wingers. They've got Mansell, who's injured at the moment. He was playing in the centres, which probably not a good position for him. But, no. yeah, they've got an abundance of wingers, so they won't miss him terribly, I don't think. Uh, but also, too, getting rid of Travis should should free up that cap space for Moylan to be able to play at fullback for the rest of the year as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it works out for everybody. It makes a move. Uh, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now, Sam Tompkins, we've been mentioning him for about four five weeks now on the podcast. <laughs> Almost sick of mentioning him, but look, apparently it's a done deal now. They're just waiting for the NRL to uh, stamp the deal. Um, paying massive overs for a Pommy fullback, 800, 900k, I'm hearing. Absolutely ridiculous, stupid, dumb decision. Um, I just can't wait for it to fall flat in their face. <laughs> Matt Elliott, there, there you go, champ. That, this is why you got the flick from Penrith. You're an absolute genius. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> if, if anyone doesn't watch Foxtel, we would have seen him last week. Uh, special coaches edition up in the box, and he was tapping on the glass like it was a fish tank, telling Glenn Fishyahi, <laughs> "Post, mate, post." I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Matty, but I'm pretty sure in a, a full a full crowd, then you're up in a box in a glass. Can't room. hear. He can't hear, Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's not like he's going to be running towards a corner post. Put it that way. Exactly. I mean, bloody hell. It's <laughs> a uh, worry. Yeah. Back onto the topic of Sam Tompkins. Good on you. Now it's time to shut your mouth and come over here and prove a point. Mm. And uh, I hope I hope he does get the job done. I hope he lives up to his hype. I hope he's always cracked up to be. But if he's not, I'm going to be the first one there with a you know a sign and rubbing it into him because I tell you what he's talked plenty of game now if it's if it's a done deal it's time to step up yeah I, I'm going to reserve my judgment I just want to see him play um, he can play I I get me wrong they've got Kevin Locke and they've got Glenn Fisiahi probably yeah. two of the better young fullbacks in the game and Parramatta it's a nice way nice way to push them out the door so. open the checkbook power yeah not the smartest decision you'd think you could have got you could have kept Locke and Fisiahi for probably less than 800k and you put all your eggs in the one basket with uh, Tompkins, but yeah, that's but, their decision. It's a professional organisation, and as you said, they'll they'll either fall on their face or it'll be a, a masterstroke, one or the other. Yeah, but Tompkins thinks he's the saviour, so now it's time to prove it, champion. Yeah. He's a, he's I don't a, know why the Warriors didn't go after number nine. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Fair point. Well, they let a, they let a pretty good one go in Aaron Haramai. He was he, he was, was going awesome. Yeah. 
Julian. Uh, Rini Matua, gentlemen, now we know that he's unwanted by the Eels for next year and has got a bit of sour grapes at the moment, doesn't feel like playing. Well, he wants out immediately. Now, Rini, as much as I love your brother, you can't come out in the press during the week saying, oh, look, I, I want to go to a club that's uh, got a good coach and a club that's not in struggle city, but... Mate, you can't say where you want to go. You're about 50 years old and not playing great football. So to stipulate where he he should and shouldn't go, I I think it's a bit strange. Well, we got any information as to what clubs are interested, if any? Cronulla. I've heard he wants some peptides. Yeah. Yeah. Peptides. (laughs) Peptides. Get one of those ones, you do. The Knights. Yeah. The Knights have a senior citizen. Newcastle. (laughs) <laughs> he could end up there. The retirement home, it's, it's all on. If you're well, under yeah, 30, it's, it's a shoeing to get a contract. He looks like a uh, he, he looks like a likely candidate for uh, a Craig Bellamy pickup. Yeah, good. We'll he's take, he's we'll sort of one of those one of those players that's looking for an opportunity, and I'd, I'd like to see how he goes down in Melbourne after a year with Craig Bellamy. I reckon he'd go all right. Yeah, I haven't even heard about Dane Weston. He went there. I haven't heard Dane. from him since. Yeah. Uh, well, at the same time, as much as I'd like love the bargain buyers, we've done it with Clint Newton and a few other blokes. We've got Tohu Harris, Proctor, uh, Hoffman's playing Origins. I think we've got plenty in that area. Off the bench, maybe, uh, but for the most part, I, I don't know if we'd bother. He might get 500000 a year and a five-year deal at the Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, very cheeky. Yeah. Um, still on the Twins, guys. Uh, David's twin, Andrew Fafida. His, his brother uh, has extended his deal for the rest of this year at the Sharks, uh, apparently with a, an option for next year as well. And if he's half as good as his brother, that's a, uh, a good move, mm. for sure. Well, I remember watching David play. probably didn't have the, the same amount of leg speed uh, as Andrew, nor, nor the same amount of skill. But uh, like you said, he's a twin. He's a big boy. Uh, I think they could definitely make use for him. But my God, they've got some forwards there. Maybe it's time to start looking at some backs, Cronulla. Maybe you want to sort that out. Mm. Geez, they could do with a couple of centres, couldn't they? Oh, my, my yeah, lord, they could do with some centres. Yeah, that's but, their um, problem. If if this works out to be a good move with Fafita, like, you know, Ben Ross is an ageing front row. They're, they're a diamond a dozen, so you might be able to uh, get this as part of that deal. Ben Ross on his on his way down the ladder, obviously, and maybe David could be there with uh, Andrew and Forge and Ice Partnership. Mm. Yeah, well, one player... One player the Sharks did miss out on and did put a big bid in was Kevin Naguama. Now, Kevin Naguama has decided to join his brother at the Panthers, a good young player, but again, an outside back. So, the Panthers, holy dooly, geez, they're going to have some outside backs next year to choose from. Mm. Well, this is your prime example. Again, you know, if Robinson's Robinson. going, you've still got no one. But, yeah, Dave Simmons, mate, watch out. Someone's going for your job. <laughs> the pressure's on. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was a good buy from Penrith. He, uh, he, I haven't seen him play that much, I'll, I'll be honest, but the couple of games... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. As he's played in first grade, I think he's impressed. Um, he probably stood out um, in those games and certainly do, didn't look out of place. So a, a good buy from Penrith. Yeah, I think now it's time for Penrith to do the smart thing. You, you've lured it in by using his brother, but now put his brother on the scrap heap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, boys. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Cronulla. Thanks, Cronulla. Thanks, Cronulla. Thanks, Cronulla. Than
boys. And the last one I got is Benji Marshall. Oh. Still asking for his 800k. Um, talks there have just almost come to a standstill. Not many other clubs are, are, are sniffing around, boys. It's definitely not the money he's asking. Yeah, well, I'm telling you right now, I've seen some pretty stupid things read about people talking about loyalty and saying that they're not being loyal to him now. Loyal? He's asking for a pay rise right now, which is written in, which, for, like, if I'm them, I'm absolutely fuming that I have to upgrade him for the next two years because it's in his contract. But for someone to say because he had a, a verbal agreement with a bloke who doesn't even have a job there anymore that he deserves a two-year extension, you're kidding yourself. $800,000, there's a lot of money. That eight hundred, you can go get three... You know, three good players. And if anyone hasn't watched around the 20, he's young Luke Brooks. Uh, he's got that little bit of arrogance I think you need to be in the NRL. But he, he's a bloody good footballer. So I, I wouldn't be looking to upgrade him and give him an extra two years anytime soon. Yeah, I, I don't think... Marshall probably hasn't shown his best form in, well, well over 12 months. Uh, and there's a fine line with loyalty. Loyalty hangs around as long as you're winning. Uh, and they're not winning and he's their key player and he's not producing. Their best two players by a mile for the last 12 months, have been Woods and Farrow. And, uh, Marshall's been nowhere near uh, where he needs to be for the Tigers. So but I just don't understand how he can complain. He's going to get an increase because it's written into his contract and he's still got two years. He's in no position to be calling out anyone or telling anyone he's unhappy. Well, he complains. You've he... got money, mate. You've yeah. got another two years, so how about you do something with your form and justify an extension? Yeah, agreed. Totally agree. But, um, is Super League a possibility for him? Yeah, you're also talking rugby as well. You know what they do, talk yeah. French rugby. They talk this, they talk that. But it's crazy. I mean, the Tigers, they won what the whole the Toyota Cup last year. They were premiers. Yeah. And a lot of those young players are off contract. And, I mean, the average contract for, for those guys is about 45, 50K. Yeah. So you can imagine with that kind of money how many they can keep. And, and, and look to the future. I mean, you look at the Panthers. They, I'm sure they didn't really want to let Jennings go, but... Price almighty, he was 700k. You, you just got to do it. You got to let these players go to rebuild. Yeah, there'll be there'll be a Jennings out of the lot that they've got there now. No doubt in my mind. Oh, that's right. Look right. at their first grade side right now. You got Nofaluma, Simona. They picked up Ava, that Surinamana fungi. I can't really pronounce it from uh, Parramatta. The, the South Sioux. There's plenty of kids that have come up through that, and you only have to watch the weekend again. Like I said, Luke Brooks, great young player. Brendan Sandy, young back row. Kyle Lovett, one of the blokes who's going to get suspended for throwing leather. Uh, he's a goer, so they've got people in waiting, and yeah, that, that's where your money goes to the future. I'm, I'm not giving Benji Marshall another cent. Keep his two years, he's 28. but he's not getting anything else, though. Mm. Well, he's already locked in, nah, so I don't know what he's whinging about. He's got two years. Yeah, it's a fair point. And he's got money, so stop whining, mate. Play your best football. And I love the bloke. He's outstanding to watch, which is what makes me angry that these players, and you know, when Haynes off, when these blokes are off, it makes you angry because you want to see them do what they can do, but they're too busy fart-assing around. Asking for two-year extensions when he's already got two years left. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of blames too. He's probably got to go on the managers as well. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a strange situation. Why why is he trying to renegotiate now? I, I don't understand it. If, if I was the Tigers, I'd just say, look, we're talking out eight months. Yeah, well, that's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then the manager goes to them and <clears throat> gives them bullshit and says, oh, we're talking to French rugby, we're talking to Japanese badminton. Yeah, so but, they, but even they, still, yeah. he, he can't. The Tigers can hold him to his contract. Can't that's they? right, two years. Well, is that is that right or yeah? I, well, yeah. Look at contracts these days, mate. They mean bugger all. Uh, yeah, but if it follows a club, point. I'd just be saying, well, mate, you, you've signed here for two years, so put your head down, bum up like everyone else. Yep. Um, well, that's what they've been saying. Yeah, good, good, good. On standing strong. That's everything this week, champion. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, Origin obviously coming up. Uh, first up, probably New South Wales. You got Hayne 
out, Tamo out and Ferguson out, obviously one from injury, two through just complete and utter stupidity. Uh, Dugan in, Merritt in, and Woods, what are your thoughts on New South Wales? Yeah, look, uh, it's going to be tough, obviously, going up there, as, uh, as everyone tells you in the media. But, look, I, I think it, it could go with us. I think all these young guys coming in want to make a, prove a point. Obviously, would love to be there for the third game. Um, so, yeah, I think the enthusiasm up there for the boys will surprise the Queenslanders, I think. <clears throat> yeah, and obviously, on the Queensland side of thing, they've done something quite uncharacteristic. They always blame us for not picking and sticking, but... David Chillington has been dropped and uh, Ashley Harrison dropped. Papali and Cherry Evans in. They had Kennedy 18th man. It's now Lilliman, but uh, their bench looks very similar to ours. So I think this is a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, but uh, I reckon the side looks better. What's your thoughts? Absolutely. I thought Harrison was very, very ordinary in the first game. Um, yeah, that pick and stick's gone out the window, but look, it's a good sign. New South Wales are troubling them. They're worrying them. Um, they don't want to get their pants pulled down up in Queensland, so... They've had to try something different, and, and good luck to them for it. But, look, it's going to be an absolute cracker. Everyone's written New South Wales off pretty much, looking at all the odds with um, Cenebet and um, TAB and whatnot. So I think New South Wales will give them a shot, like I said. I think these young guys with the enthusiasm, I think they'll scare the, the Queenslanders, especially in that first 20 minutes. All right, we'll get three things off here before we uh, kill everything. We're going to get your prediction for the score, your first try scorer, and who you think the man of the match will be. Man of the match? Man of the match, I'll go uh, Robbie Farah. Robbie Brad. Robbie Brad. Robbie Brad. Tiger, tiger, tiger. <laughs> I tell you what, they're going to mess around with his face, aren't they? Mm. Oh, mate, look forward to it. I heard Matt Gillette on Foxtel yesterday saying that uh, Nate Miles isn't changing his tackling style for anybody. So at least this time, Josh Reynolds probably seems a little more relevant, seeing uh, Robbie Farah's obviously fresh back from that cheekbone injury, but we'll see how that plays out. Are we going to see a punch on, you reckon, lads? Oh, I hope so. Uh, we had this talk with MG earlier on. I'd bloody love to see it, but at the same time, at the risk of the 10 minutes, I think they may both have a meeting sometime during the week saying, you know, just put into your tackles and elsewhere instead of, uh, you know, trying to put the game at risk, especially from their point of view. I don't think they're going to be dumb enough to do that. I, th- I think if we're, if we're up late in the game... Let it fly. It's going to be on. Let it go. Massively. That, they'll yeah. be looking to dish it out. <laughs> um, but like Louis said, I think as long as the game's in the balance... Yeah. Uh, I can't see either side sort of looking at, at getting into fisticuffs because you can just bomb the game doing that. So I'd definitely be going the Anderson angle. I'd be niggling the hell out of people trying to get someone to hit me, that's for sure. Yeah. I'd be looking to try and get someone binned. Good work. <laughs> I think if the punches are on early, I think they just may get away with it because Ricky's come out this week and, and blasted Daniel Anderson and the <laughs> referees. And I think the last thing the referees want to do is come out of Origin 2 under the spotlight. So... If there's a few punches in the first five minutes, I, I just can't see them sending, you know, two or three blokes. But oh, I hope there's a punch on in the first oh, ten. I'm, I'm dying for it. I just want <laughs> to see them. Yeah. I want to see the Queenslanders get onto the field. I want to riot. That's what I want. Let's, let's, see, yeah. let's see some old school animalistic style. Let's get it on. <laughs> Hardy beats them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see oh. this. All right, champion. Well, thanks a lot as always. Uh, we'll grab you back on Thursday and uh, we'll do our tips for the weekend and grab any more gossip you've got for us. Fantastic. Go the Blues. That's right, so mate. Easy. See no you, mate. Worries, mate. <laughs> See you, mate.
Big thanks, as always, goes to Mr Gossip for the inside word. We'll catch up with him again on Thursday to do our tips uh, for the weekend and grab any more news he's got for us. You know, if you want to catch him, same as always, head up to the Facebook search bar, NRL Gossip, and he's also on Twitter, at NRL Gossip. So now we'll move on to our Fast Five from the weekend. For all the latest rugby league gear, head into Leagues and Legends, now based at Shell Harbour, Mount Druitt Westfield and Campbelltown Mall Store. Or check them out online at www.nrlstore.com.au. Fifth and last listeners, you can receive free delivery on any 2013 adult NRL jersey. Be quick, jersey selling fast. Remember, www.nrlstore.com.au. Leagues and Legends. Alrighty, fast five, highlight, low light, best and worst of the round in our question. Uh, highlight for me, Darcy Lussick's shot yesterday, even though I do think it was a shoulder charge and a million of them get missed every week. Absolutely fantastic just to see a fullback get smoked. He did get smashed, um, and it was good to see the shoulder charge uh, not get penalised as they do a thousand times every game. Good. Um, mine was just the upsets. I, I really enjoyed the Friday night game. Uh, I enjoyed the Saturday night game. Um, I think Origin's a little bit of a leveller. Uh, you know, you would have expected the Dogs to win and you, you would have expected uh, Canberra certainly to win, um, but not to be. So it's added a little bit bit more interest in uh, what could have been a fairly, you know, boring and predictable uh, weekend, I guess. Yeah, low light for me. Gareth Woodop's hip injury was absolutely sickening. Mm. We've seen it happen before with Chris Lawrence. Uh, I think the bloke's going to be out for a long time. Brett Finch, uh, he's going to have to come in now and do a job for Melbourne. And also the under-20s fight from the weekend after all the bad stuff that's happened. Uh, I am a fan of the old brouhaha here and there, but this one just went too far. Especially the young front lower, Nathan Brown, being a goose afterwards. He was pushing his own teammates in the face and trying to get past the trainer after he'd been sent. It's just, you know, it, was, it wasn't a good look. Yeah, well, it wasn't a good look for the game, that's uh, that's for sure. Um, my my low light is Ricky Stewart, again, deflecting from the fact that his, his team's going like a busted uh, and... You know, he's sort of put the gun to the head of 12 players. Uh, he instead uh, it seems intent on bagging out Daniel Anderson, uh, you know, and and just blaming the referees for losing games. I like, watched the game fairly closely yesterday. There were, it, there, there's some penalties there. You sort of think, well, God, they're hard done by. But uh, the majority are just very avoidable penalties that Parramatta just continue to give away week to week to week to week. So, uh, Ricky... Just stop deflecting, mate. Um, take a little bit of ownership on, on how your players are performing, their discipline levels, um, and until it's fixed, you're going to keep getting the same results because you can't give away 15 penalties every week and expect to win. Mm. Uh, best player of the round for me, uh, there was probably a couple that may have played better than this bloke, but he just blows me away. It's Roger Tuovasa-Sheck. Uh, he's got left and right footsteps. He hops about a metre and looks like he loses absolutely no speed. He embarrassed a few people on Friday night, and the try he set up for... Uh, Sean Kenny Dow was an absolute cracker. Kid's going to be a superstar. Yeah, he was. He was awesome. I'm going to uh, be a little bit selfish. I thought Mark Awani for the, the Gold Coast, sensational impact off the bench. Uh, he's one forward there who has got me pretty excited. Uh, I, I don't know why we've re-signed Luke Bailey and um, and others to extended contracts. Mark Minicello is another one. Uh, let's blood some of these young kids because uh, he's definitely a player of the future. Uh, worse for me, it could have been a couple of Parramatta players who had a bad time in the rain, but Ryan Morgan yesterday, I thought he was one who struggled a little bit. Yeah, Jake Mullaney for me. Uh, he was awful, uh, couldn't catch a cold, missed a few kicks that uh, South 
dived on and scored. Uh, it was a difficult day, and I'm usually a massive fan of Jake Mullaney, but um, he was my worst of the round. Mm. Well, the question last week, we asked you, obviously in the wake of Nathan Merrin getting picked for Ferguson, who would have you picked on the wing for New South Wales? And Nathan Merritt, he got 97 votes. Akili Iwate got 18 votes. George Tafua got 77 votes. Jamal Idris, 16. Michael Gordon, 17. And poor old James McManus, only four. Uh, I know, Brock, you voted on Idris, I think. I voted on Idris. Um, I would have liked to have seen, especially after tonight. Put Morris uh, on the Yeah, you could do that. Or I, I'm a pretty big fan of Tafua. Yeah, well, for me, it was Tafua or McManus on form and... Uh, yeah, it didn't go that way. But as far as the question goes for this week, pretty simple, much like last time around Origin time. We're just going to ask you, who do you think will win Game 2? New South Wales 1-12 to or 13+, plus, or Queensland 1-12 to or 13+. plus. And we've actually got, for the winner of that, we're going to uh, we're actually going to post it up as 1-12, to plus, um, for both sides. The New South Wales jersey we, we uh, gave away or attempted to give away last game actually hasn't been claimed. So we're going to put that up again. Um, and if the winner is a Queensland fan, we've got a um, supporters pack from NRL store. So uh, there'll be prizes there for, for both sides or both states. No worries. Well, that's the question for this week. We'll chuck that up, get into it. And uh, for now, we'll move on to the reviews from the games from the weekend. Having trouble keeping track of all the play movements and signings in the NRL? Want to know who your team has re-signed, who they gained and who they've lost for the next season? Well, check out www.zerotackle.com for all the latest news and rumours on the NRL. Zerotackle.com Alrighty, reviews from the games from the weekend. Kicking off Friday night, the Bulldogs going down to the Sydney Roosters 20-18. to 18. Uh, The Dogs had a lot more ball, let's put it that way, 46 to thir- uh, 46 to 39, they got control of that side of things. Uh, they also had a lot more offloads, 13 to 5, and the error count went in their favour too. Five less, but just didn't do enough with the ball they had. Bit lacklustre, lacked a bit of direction, and a, and a very unique halves pairing in the Roosters. Sonny Bill Williams and Daniel Mortimer definitely well, did, a, did a very good job for the Roosters. Yeah, it worked. I just thought, I thought the dogs... Uh, looked as though they could win the game mm. fairly comfortably. Well, they but they made late. a lot of just crappy errors, uh, pushing the pass, especially early in the tackle count. Uh, <laughs> they seem to play sideline to sideline, the Bulldogs, whereas the Roosters, the Sunny Bill thing, uh, that's not going to work every week. But for the conditions, the players they had, uh, the weather, it, it really suited the way they wanted to play. They, they played with high completions. Uh, Robinson said that before the game and then at half time, They just played um, post to post, just straight down the middle of the field, very simple, kick long, chased hard, uh, and the Bulldogs just continually shot themselves in the foot. Well, I'll tell you what, their front row is just outstanding. Mm. Frank Paul, I know he's looking for a deal at the moment because he's probably not wanted, but he played really well. Marty Kennedy was going good before he went off. But even a bloke like Luke O'Donnell, I bagged him to start him when he's playing back row, but Mike Gordy's done a good job in the front row while Jared Ray Hargraves has been out. They've got great depth, the Roosters. They have a great squad. They have a really uh, strong depth. Um, I thought Daniel Mortimer did yeah. a really good job. And what about Boyd Cordner? Boyd Cordner, He's got New South Wales future written all over him. That mm. young bloke, he's outstanding. Cordner's just got to become more consistent. Um, mm. but he can run a good hole, though. Oh, definitely. He's tough as nails, but he's still got some growing to do, too. I think a lot of people don't forget uh, that he was only a junior kangaroo for the under-20s last year while he was still playing NRL. So yeah. he's a baby. A couple more pre-seasons, maybe around the age of 23 or 24, he's going to be an absolute monster. That well, point. he's only going to continue to get better. But, uh, yeah, as far as the dog's concerned, not much variation. Uh, the big men, they're okay, but it's the same play. It's that block-block play. They don't play as direct when Reynolds isn't there. He seems to take the line on. Yeah. Uh, just just basic stuff. And I think that a lot of people underestimate James Graham's I was just going to say, that game. was probably the biggest thing Him getting 
clocked by the young Napa, who had a pretty good debut, mind you. Called him a twat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you effing twat. While he was down, he wasn't happy with it. Uh, I haven't heard any news yet as to the extent of the injury or if he's got any problems. But um, yeah, I, I think people underestimate his ball playing ability. They lost a bit with they, him. Yeah, they were gone without him. Definitely, mm. they they looked rudderless without him on the field. Uh, he adds that punch. Um, you know, Cass- I thought Cassiano did a good job. He threw a couple of nice passes. Yeah, but he said, well, when you got tries uh, up like half, yeah, when you got those that one two punch with those guys around the middle of the field, uh, they're both a running threat and a passing threat. Mm. Uh, it really opens up your attack. Yeah, their ragtag bunch of replacements that were awesome last time didn't exactly have a great game. Joel Romolo didn't have a good night. No, Lafayette he was man of the match last time. Wasn't didn't he? have a great time, but. Uh, I don't think you read too much into that. They just lacked a bit of direction. They're still seven from nine in the in the last, you know, the, yeah, in the last, last nine games. Yeah. They're they're entrenched in the eight at the bottom of the eight at least at the moment. I, I can't really say missing the eight. They'll keep kicking on and going yeah. forward. But yeah. uh, have I to just see, see whether they've got, they can make up enough ground to finish in the top four, which I probably don't think they can now. Well, it's going to be tough. Who, who's there with them around them? I don't think they've got too much threat. But you'd think that Manly, outside of the Storm, Souths, and the Roosters, will tie up fourth. So. Mm. Yeah, I think fifth will be the, where the dogs end up, which is still not bad. It's a home game. Yeah. Uh, as far as they're concerned, though, I thought their best player was Chris Ninu. He, he was very good, and Aiden Tolman, the unsung hero, as always. Yeah. We went about his business in the right manner. Greg Eastwood, and uh, I think we were talking about Josh Jackson a lot, but Dale Finucane, that, that bloke's Well, Josh Jackson's been quiet, hasn't he? Yeah, well, about to say Finucane's starting to turn the burners on and show his wares. Those two went through Sydney together. Syndrome. But uh, he's uh, starting to get a bit more game time this year, and I think he's taken real good advantage of it. Yeah, Roosters, not rocket science. Daniel Mortimer, absolutely fantastic. You know, Sonny Bill, he just did the simple things. He played direct, a bit similar to what we've been saying about Chase Stanley when they moved uh, South on. The, the number one thing you can do as a half, if you're filling in, is just at least take the line on and challenge him, and Sonny Bill did that. Mortimer put Cordner through, who's another one who had a great game, uh, twice for two tries. He had a really good game, and... Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, this kid is a superstar of the future. Oh, unbelievable. Absolutely. Unbelievable. We, we said that pre-season. Uh, I didn't expect him to come on this well. Yeah, well, um, let me tell you, they're not going to... Minnie's been outstanding this year. I'm not going to take anything away from him, but yeah. uh, I don't think he's going to be that much missed with that bloke in waiting, that's for sure. No. Nah. Uh, dogs have the bye this week. The Roosters, they're going to be at home to the Seagulls. Jared Warrior Hargraves is back. Oh, I can't Good. wait for this. He wasn't happy a couple of weeks ago, and he put a tweet up. Saying back for the Manly game, so I think all hell's going to break loose. He's going to be outstanding. <laughs> Excellent. Can't, I can't wait. I absolutely love Jared. He's a nutcase. But uh, him and Sam Maui reunited. I think the Roosters are just going to keep kicking on, kicking on. Yep. Uh, Saturday, obviously had the Tigers beating the Canberra Raiders in what was a pretty poor game at Campbelltown, 17-12. to uh, No Farrah, no Woods, but they got the win. Uh, very surprised. They played disgracefully against Broncos the week before, and couldn't believe it, but uh, yeah, it just I, I, I can't really put my finger on Canberra at the moment. They're at home, they're hot, they go away, they're cold, uh, they're so up and down. Yeah, they had a couple of players out, but they're one of the best enriched clubs as far as depths is concerned, and I think they turned the ball over at least five times on the first tackle, which was yeah. absolutely disgraceful. This was a very similar game to Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. You just felt like Canberra could have uh, won it. Yeah, they could have won it easily if they just uh, you know held the ball. Played with a bit of patience. They didn't. The Tigers took their chances. Uh, a couple of nice little set plays um, to, to you know pull off some tries. But Canberra Raiders, they were awful, Ooh. absolutely awful. They, they are the Jekyll and Hyde team of the NRL. You just don't know what you're going to get from them week to week. And that's like I said before. The scary thing is if they were more consistent, at least you know an eight from ten kind of side instead of a bloody five and five, uh, yeah. they could be a premiership contender. 
Mm, I, uh, I can't see him winning the comp. I know no. a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon. Not now, not with uh, the situation. I, this can't, year. I can't see that happening. Too much drama, I think, this year for them. But the Tigers, like you said, the first try was a beautiful one to not fill them in the corner. It was like a nice wraparound play. Yeah. Uh, later on, it was pretty much, you know, one for one. They got a, a bit of karma after Robinson, I thought, was tackled. Got back up off the turf and threw a ball to Milford, who scored under the post. But, yep. you know, Joel Reddy went through a whole nice ball from Curtis Siren and later on rolled in a little grubber that Simona picked up and they got the bickies. But um, as far as they were concerned, you know, I don't think they did anything special. I, I think Canberra could have taken it whenever they wanted, like you've said, but just a lack of direction. Too many first tackle errors. Dave Shillington definitely do himself... Didn't do himself too many favours. He, he made no, he justified errors. why he didn't get picked. Uh, he did, you know, get over up the 100 metres, but there was a couple of basic errors in there, I think. But in the wet weather, the, your errors are worth two. Mm, exactly. They're magnified. But, uh, Reese Robinson, I think, was probably their best player. He was uh, he was very, very good. Tried hard. Sean Fensom, this bloke, absolutely burned himself. 60 tackles, 125 metres. He popped a nice offload uh, at one stage there for Robinson, which set up that first try yeah. to get on that short side. As far as the Tigers are concerned, I just want to give a massive rap to the young brigade. Nofaluma, Tim Simona, Ava Sivanamanafunga, I can't even bloody pronounce it. <laughs> young Sirinan, who's going to be a giant back row in a couple of years. And Sia Sula, all these kids have come in. Uh, you know, it, it's been a, a baptism of fire, but they haven't lost, you know, they've lost some, but they've won some as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I think the Tigers' uh, strength is obviously in their depth, mm. for sure. Well, they're, um, they're, they've built it now, that's for yeah, sure. And their, their 20s are still strong. Uh, you know, there's going to be more coming through. Uh, the Tigers have been very strong the last two years in SG Ball, so uh, yeah, there's well, plenty of plenty of young blokes coming through. Two premierships in SG Ball in two years in a row. New yep. South Wales Cup premiers last year, twenties premiers last year. There's plenty of players backed up. I thought Benji was a bit better, but with all this whole situation that's going on, uh, you know, it, that's just it's all a joke. I, I'd be more looking at the young kids. He's got his two years. Just take what you've got, champion. Stop complaining. Well, that's a game where you, t- you you know you lose Woods and Farry. You need Benji to be the man, and he, he wasn't the man the other night. No, I, there was a lot of people saying that. Oh, he, you know, he iced the game or he did this. <sighs> he kicked a penalty goal, and like, yeah, he hit a field goal, like all well and good. But his actual overall influence on the game, yeah, he's yeah, his touches. He doesn't have enough touches. There wasn't anything special. And that's the sure. touches he does have, of yeah, you know, they're not quality. I thought that uh, Fulton, he's a gun, Liam Fulton, mm. like just tries very very hard. He's a spade. Chris Lawrence on report. I don't think he's got a case to answer that hit. That was just an unfortunate collision. Sad to see uh, Masada get hurt. Another injury for them. (laughs) Thompson's hit on the kicker. Mm, I think he might get something, but he'll just get a guilty plea and get off on that. So it shouldn't be a problem. But uh, I think they looked a lot better having their centres back in Lawrence and Aishwood. They looked a lot more stable on the edges, which has been a problem. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we've got to say about that one. Sunday's game. We had Parramatta. In the absolute pissing down rain against South Sydney, thirty to ten, uh, they copped a bit of a touch up. I, I, I don't know what else to say really. It was just typical Parramatta kind of performance. They, they were in it for a bit. They hang around if you let them hang around. But, yeah. Uh, once South put them to bed, uh, you know that the floodgates kind of open. They got got some pretty cheap tries, but you know forty seven to thirty six. There, that's a lot more sets. I know that's an extra eleven. Yeah, well, they uh, all come back to the penalties. Yeah, well, so 13-6 was the count, but at the same time, they also earned a lot of repeat sets off Reynolds' kicking game. Yeah. Stewart wasn't happy, happy. he reckons Anderson's a joke, reckons they'll set up a joke, but at the same time, uh, I think so. A lot of the penalties are justified. Yeah, a lot of them are just ones the refs have to give. Mm. Absolutely have to give, and I think they could probably blow more if they wanted to. Uh, I, I thought 
Uh, I didn't think South were that much better than the Eels or that much more disciplined, but it just goes to show. And there is a discrepancy between where you sit on the table and how you refereed, for sure. Um, you know, I, did South get away with some stuff in the rock? Yeah, they probably did. Uh, and they have done for weeks. They will continue to do so. Uh, Melbourne are the same. The, the top four teams are um, you know, just probably better, better at getting away with that stuff. They're, they're better coached. Um, you know, they know the right and wrong times to to sort of, you know, try something in the ruck or, you know, um, hold down a little bit longer. So uh, the Eagles are learning. Uh, i just a bit sick of Ricky Stewart deflecting, to be honest. He's just got a... He's created a really crap situation for his players by telling half the side they're not going to play, not going to be there next year. So motivation levels are probably at a, at a bit of a low. They can't make the eight. Uh, their only motivation from here until the end of the year will be avoiding the spoon. Mm. Well, they were 18 10 at one stage. They looked like they had a sniff, but mm. Reynolds broke him. Nice run. About four bloody tackers fell off him. He's only a small bloke. Yeah. That broke the back. But for me, it was their spine yesterday. Why is that, Luke? John Sutton and Adam Reynolds were absolutely clinical. Uh, no GI, Merritt, T.O., McQueen, or George, but just great depth. Justin Hunt had a great game. Nathan Peets, who barely gets minutes for him, he's an outstanding player, would fit in anywhere. Mm. The twin brother of uh, Georgie, Tom, had a good game. And young Kiri, you talk about backing people up. You know, they, they brought him on for a bit and ran uh, Sutton at 13. Yep. Even Dylan Farrell, you're talking about a bloke here who was talked about as a rep player who can't even get a run because he's moving on, but just just depth. That's the, the one difference. A lot of those blokes would start for power and heartbeat. They're the same as the uh, Roosters, their yeah. depth situation. South and, and East, that's why they're you know right up the top of the ladder. They've uh, they've got blokes there that can just come in and do the same job as as the you know the starter. Yeah, well, you want to talk about wet weather football? They just used the kick very well yesterday. They got a lot of tries off grubbers. They stuck the ball on the turf because, as everyone knows, the ball would die down, so you yeah. don't have too much of a problem uh, judging the length. But uh, for them, Sutton was a beast. Uh, Adam Reynolds, two assists, grabbed his own try. Isaac Luke Proben and Sam Burgess, he was massive again. Yeah, and the field position, South just played field position the whole day. Mm. Uh, it, yeah, even when Parramatta managed to get the ball, they were picking it up on their own <coughs> 20, and they were making some some sets. Parramatta were only making 20 metres. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, they, what, what, do you, what do you say? Right? Parramatta are a really hard side to make comment on. Um, it's easy to lay the boot into them. Did I think they tried? I thought they tried hard. They did try hard. They try hard. Like I said, a lot of their kids, though, they're in that grind now. Mm. A few of them, like Penny Terrapo, had a couple of good weeks there. I think he slowing down a bit, as all of them have. But I think they've got a couple of good finds. Him, Terrapo, obviously Loco, they got to keep him. So Loco there's, was there's some brilliant. Good kids, so. Brilliant. Yeah, Loco was good. Timmy Manor, I feel sorry for him. 180 metres, busted his backside. Kenny Seo, yeah. same deal. I think he's one who got told he wasn't wanted. I, I think. Oh, was. yeah. He got the intercept. He scored the. He's a good finisher, though. Yeah, he's a good finisher. He tries hard. Darcy Lussick. Darcy Lussick's been good the last two weeks. He, he put a I, massive shot on Justin Hunt. I can't justify. I he's a bad boy. Not for the amount they paid. Yeah. I can't justify it. I think he's a good prospect long term, but for the he money, hasn't set the world on fire. No, not for the money they've paid for him. I think yeah. he didn't think too much when he walked out the door in terms of the team he was going to. I think it was just more about the money side yeah, of things. Uh, next week, Parra get the ball, and thank God they need it. I hope Ricky Stewart has a bit of fun and they go get a smile, because I'll tell you what, there's not too much to smile, but this point in time, uh, no. Souths get the Raiders at home. Mm. So that should be an interesting fixture, especially with all the Origin players coming back. And just on the two games before, I forgot to mention, uh, obviously we just said then, Souths playing Canberra. The Tigers are at home to the Storm next week. Mm. So that one should be fairly interesting. Have fun with that. With all their players back. But Monday night... Uh, this one, Titans 18-12 to over the Storm. 
not very impressive considering they did have two out, but Melbourne missed their whole guts and their back rower. Uh, what, what can you say? I just, the Titans just didn't capitalise on a few early opportunities and you knew that Melbourne were going to turn up and just try and complete sets and kick the ball along and they bothered them for the whole game. Yeah, the, the Titans had a lot of near chances. They were, they were ordinary. Uh, Melbourne were great considering the, the uh, roster they ran out. They completed, they uh, niggled in the ruck, they slowed the ruck down. Um, they got numbers in. They played almost a perfect game, Melbourne. Um, mm. The two tries they scored were great. Um, mm. Don't get me started on how they were defended. <laughs> um, but, you know, that, that's the difference. The, the Titans, really, they they should dust that Melbourne side. Like, well, what's going to happen when they yeah, play they Melbourne with the big three? Well, this is the scary thing for me. At the start of the year, I said that the depth concerned me, but the kids we've debuted that haven't even played in our real football have done a great job. Tohu Harris is now a staple. Um, you know, you've got young Slade Griffin who tackled his backside off when he got on the field. Mitchell Garbutt played. Uh, you know, Ben Hampton's debut gets two tries and got thrown into fullback. You know, there's just players that are coming through, and I feel a lot better now, much like Parra who've had to throw through in the deep end. I know it's a different situation there, but it just builds a nice underbelly for a side that obviously invests so much money into three players and can't really afford, yeah. you know, to get on the market and, uh, you know, bolster their side. They've really, really got to work hard to produce from within. That may be uh, the last time we see Widop in a Melbourne jersey. Yeah, well, a dislocated hip. It was pretty sickening to watch. Uh, very disappointing for the bloke. I, I gave him a spray a couple of weeks ago after he signed, saying that he, he'd slumped off. But I think the last three weeks he's been close to our best oh, player. Oh, he had been. So. Had been. Uh, yeah. He just started to warm into that game as well. He was running the ball a little bit, uh, and, and he looked to trouble the Titans on the edges. Um, it may be a negative, or like you can look at it and say it's a negative, but at least now Melbourne are, are sort of forced to uh, find an answer at 5-8, at um, you know, because he's going to walk out the door next year anyway. Well, there's been talk about using Slater there in a Lockyer-type situation. As far as I'm concerned, as long as Slater's still got his mobility, his movement, his ball coverage, you're not going to find a replacement who puts that work rate in, especially around the ruck. Whether it's Ben Hampton, whether it's Brett Finch, I think he's had two kind of ordinary games, but he's warming back into NRL football. He'll get better, but... Could you uh, play... Could you start with Finch and have Hampton on the bench? I don't think I'd want to do that for the two. No. I, I'd be... They've got him, Young McGarn, and Finch as their options at the moment. And I'd other, stick Hampton in there. Yeah, I, I think they'll give him a go probably over the next couple of weeks. They'll have to think about it. Or pre-season next year, obviously, they may have to have a look if Finch isn't an option. But I heard they're talking to Finch to extend him for a year. They don't have to pay him anything. He'd come back on a sniff of an oily rag. He's going to get a coach's job when he's done anyway. So yeah. whether it be him, whether it be Hampton, it definitely won't be McGahn. But I, I, there's a guy in New South Wales Cup in their 14-game winning streak who's a Frenchman. He can barely speak English. Tony Geja, I think you watched him the other week. He goes well. Yeah. played fullback. He played nine, and he's played a bit of six and seven. He reminds me more of the way that Widdock plays. So... I know he's not getting around at the Sharks, but if I was Melbourne, just for another one to put in the bank, I'd probably be looking to sign him up on the absolute minimum. Yep. Maybe bring him over, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. I think Brett Finch is pretty much the direction they're looking, but uh, as far as the Titans were concerned, I thought their best player, and you said it in the fast five, was Ioni, the young front row who's about to hopefully renew his contract. Yeah, I thought him, um, Matty Strama was excellent. Mm. Uh, really, really good. I thought Ashley Harrison uh, played well. Uh, outside of that, well, Idris was great. Kelly was great. Um, Aiden Caesar for me, he's quiet at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's been quiet. He seems Kelly, really kick happy. And Kelly stole a bit of his thunder, I think. Yeah, whether that's made him a bit gun shy or not, it's it kind of reminds me when Carney and Campisi were together almost. 
Yeah. You had two superstars, but one was shining, and it was Carney, the live wire. Mm. And it didn't happen until he left. You know, Campese was in and out. You didn't think much of him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he almost won a Dally Elm after he won six Man of the Match awards in a row. And you're like, who the hell is this bloke? Yeah. I'm not saying they have to push one of them out, but it just kind of it reminiscent of that moment where Campese was supposed to be the gun, and it almost like he, you know, he just didn't have the confidence with Carney there. Mm. Kind of it, may, it may also be that I, I think Albert Kelly gets the first pass a lot of the time. Yeah, well. Um, whereas last year, Prince had just dished to yeah, Caesar. Cool. So Caesar might have got used to just getting the ball early where That's why Kelly's, a, Kelly's a sort of like, yeah, that'll go to the line. So I think Caesar's just got to learn to readjust. But I thought at times tonight when he did get early ball, he just stops uh, and looks to kick. Yeah, right. I... I think you've probably hit the nail on the head there. With with Prince not running last year or taking the ball to the line, he's definitely become you know a, a six. That's for sure. He is second receiver. He's not seen as much of the ball, but I, I don't know. I still think he's been fairly solid. He hasn't done anything wrong. That's the main yeah. thing. Oh yeah, I'd just like to see more of him. But um, you do. Uh, you he can really influence a game. He um, definitely can. He uh, can well, run I mean, the ball. We're fifth on the fifth on the ladder, and I think we're playing terribly. Um, so uh, it's. He's still got a fairly loaded side, considering mm-hmm. at the start of the year, a lot of people would have given you the flick, but I think they've got a great side. Mm-hmm. I, I only think, the only things I disagree with, there's a few older bodies there, like Bailey and Minicello, who have been kept around. You've got to look at blokes like Ioni and, and go go grab another front rower or two off the market who are young and buy a center for Takarengi. They've got the money there because they've just given it to a couple of these old blokes. Mm-hmm. And to me, they'd be a premiership threat now they've got Kelly. Yeah. Just iron out that other center spot and grab one or two young front rowers. We need a little bit more from blokes like Luke Douglas as well. Um, he's, yeah, been, well. he's been ordinary this year. Very, very ordinary. Oh, at the start of the year, I thought this is going to be his year. He, he could play um, State of Origin. I mean, Aaron Woods is playing State of Origin. It, mm. it could have been, could have easily been uh, Luke Douglas' spot. But well, Snowden, he's not even half the player he was. Him and Snowden, when they left, you thought oh, big, yeah. big thing. Snowden's kicked on well. Snowden had a bad year last year with niggles and injuries, but he's been massive for Newcastle this year. Yeah. But Douglas just sort of seems almost like he's lost his niche. He's not in a team that's battling, so it's almost like he doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. But uh, on Melbourne's side of things, you said it before, Benny Hampton, two trials on debut. He's only a small bloke, massive raps to him. Uh, I thought Chambers was pretty solid. He copped it all night, Hampton. He did. He copped it all night, and he just kept getting up and playing, and he, he was good. Yeah, I thought uh, Chambers was very solid. Kevin Proctor, you know, a couple of our grand final guys. And Toby Harris, I love that bloke. Mm. Absolutely outstanding young, young man. And, uh, you know, he plays off the bench for us. But, my God, I, I know we've got a fairly set structure. But to think that we can have someone like that on our bench and he's come through the junior system, I'm very happy with that. Yeah. That's outstanding. But uh, that wraps up uh, the reviews. Oh, sorry, i just got to say, Titans next week are away to Newcastle. Yeah. So, uh, you know, pretty important. I think they can get another win there and keep building the momentum. Yeah. And obviously, I said before, we're at home. we then got Penrith and then a bye. So there's a, the Newcastle game is a big game. Mm. And Storm, they're away to the Tigers. Off the origin period, uh, last time we definitely weren't flat. I think they were uh, a bit, you know, fired up because they lost the origin. But I think we might be a bit slower this time around. But hopefully that'll be a win. See uh, how Brett Finch goes if he comes in for young Widock. But... Moving on from that, that wraps up the reviews. So we'll quickly do our Degenerate Gambler section uh, from brought to you by Centibet for the Origin game. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, get onto Centibet and fire up. Download the Centibet app and get into the centre of the action or get onto www.centibet.com and register now or call 1-800-013-627 for all your inquiries. Centibet, fire up. The Generate Gambler section brought to you by centibet.com. 
get the Servet app on your mobile and fire up. Uh, God bless them. They give us two free $100 bets every week. Yep. And also we get $100 every week to bet for a charity of our choice. Unfortunately, our charity bet went down thanks to the Titans. We took mm-hmm. a minus eight. Only one by six. We would have at least got half the money if they won uh, by eight. could have kicked the goal at the end. But, uh, yeah, he definitely did us the dirty there. But Cenebet, fire up, get on there if you want to get an account and bet on the NRL or any sport. But what are their odds for the Origin game, bro? Uh, well, I'll, go, I'll do the... Uh, they've got a money-back special. Last time it was if Hayne or Slater scored, you get your money back on your first bet. That obviously went off last game. So if you your first losing bet on the match, um, it, it, it went off. Uh, so everyone who had a losing bet got their money back because Jared Haynes scored the first try. So same again, if Dugan or Slater scores at any time during the game, your first losing bet up to $100, uh, you get your money back. So um, obviously get onto that. Make sure uh, you know your first bet, if you're going to have 100 on something, make sure it's the, the first bet on the match when you jump onto uh, the centre bet app. The odds for Game 2, Suncorp Stadium on Wednesday night, New South Wales Massive outsiders um, to win the game. They're uh, they're two dollars sixty five. The Queenslanders a dollar fifty. I said it before. I do think Queensland will win, mainly because of all the adversity, all the build up. Uh, we've only won one from nine. It's like I said before uh, when we were with MG. I do think the New South Wales can win. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's just more the occasion. Yeah. And I, to me, I'd really like as much as I'd like to see us just wrap it up because it's been so long. I'd love to see a game three. Down here at ANZM Stadium, rocking, but oh, that'd be awesome for us. Yeah, um, two dollars fifty though. If you've got some, is that what you said it was? Two sixty five. Two sixty five. If you've got a bit of spare pocket change, I don't think that's a bad slash at all. I don't think there's that. Uh, you know, we won the first game. Yeah, exactly. You'd almost expect uh, you know that market to be flipped based on what I saw the first game. Um, but again, it just reflects how dominant Queensland have been at um, Suncorp Stadium. Mm. Uh, the line's five and a half. We're going to take for our charity bet this week. We're going to take New South Wales with six and a half at a dollar seventy-one. Mm. Um, five and a half, obviously. If they win by a converted try, you get dusted by half a point. So we'll take the extra half, the six and a half, and and hopefully we can get a win up. Um, the margin betting Queensland one to twelve is two forty. Thirteen plus three seventy-five. Uh, the draw, which I've predicted, I, I think this one might go to golden point. Um, if you're with me on that, seventeen dollars. Wow. New South Wales one to twelve, three fifty. New South Wales thirteen plus nine dollars. Wow. So, under twelve, I don't think it's a bad bet either way. Yeah. If you were going Queensland or New South Wales, now first try scorers, what are, what were the predictions? I think I said Billy Slater. He's at nine dollars. Um, well, I said either if it was going to be for New South Wales, I'd back Lewis or Hoffman. We we tend to like to score first up with a forward, and I said for they're Queensland, both, probably, Hoffman's twenty one, Luke Lewis twenty six. Mm. Well, I think for Queensland, maybe someone like Jonathan Thurston. He looked like he's running shoes back on the other night when he played against St George. Seventeen dollars, mm, not bad at all. What about you? Uh, I, I like Slater and nine dollars. Um, Inglis is nine dollars. Uh, outside of that, um, I, I thought Cooper Cronky he might sneak one in. He's at twenty six. I don't really like Queensland's back rows. Um, I don't think they're going to nah, they're going to crash over score. and score. Um, for New South Wales, Dugan uh, and Morris are the favourites, and Jennings all at $11, Nathan Merritt $11. Uh, I, I don't mind Maloney, I think Maloney runs the ball, he's a bit of a running threat, he's $17. Um, and then as we said, Greg Bird $34, Lewis 26 and Hoffman 21 mm. um, So yeah, there's a bit of value there, men of the match betting. Uh, the favourite is uh, Thurston, he's a $6 favourite, Cameron Smith 7 Parker seven, uh, Inglis nine, 
Cronk mm. nine. I'll tell you what, Parker would be a bad one. He racks up the numbers and you think he'd be playing plenty of minutes. Mm. Um, and then for New South Wales, Robbie Farrar, he's the first in the market at $9. Uh, and then outside of that, Gallon, 11 I go Dugan. 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 Josh Dugan, $17. Mm. I, I, I like Maloney, I must admit. I, I thought he had a really strong game in game one, uh, and he's at $13. Luke Lewis, he won last one. Uh, he won the Men of the Match Award in game one. He's at 17 So In origin, it's it's a really wide market. You might as well throw a, throw a dart at a board and... Pick a number. Yeah, well, anyone can step up at any time, but yeah. uh, that wraps that up. So, obviously, we're going to take New South Wales, like we said. Six and a half points start for the charity bet. Hopefully, yep. we can get back on the winner's track. But big thanks again to com. Make sure you get onto the App Store. They're the best with mobile betting. Get onto that, download it, and fire up. Uh, now, we'll move into the wrap-up. Well, that wraps up the Origin Preview podcast for this week. It'll obviously be available straight away for everyone out there to listen to before the game. Uh, we're going to have another podcast on Thursday, obviously wrapping the game up, going through our tips uh, with Mr. Gossett and getting anything else he's got for us. And I'll do the news on Thursday about any judiciary injuries or signings that have gone on. But for now, as always, you can get us on Twitter at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. Uh, if you want to get us on email, it's fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, just head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. So for now, as always, get on to Podomatic, get on to iTunes, download it, like it, love it, share it, comment or leave a review, uh, and enjoy the origin, guys. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where What's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.